We're going to read from Colossians 3, verse 22 to chapter 4, verse 1. So just four verses, or five verses. It says this. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Father God, we thank you uh, that you save people. You call them out of darkness, not knowing you, uh, to know you through Jesus, your son. Thank you that you pay their debts in full at the cross. And thank you that there's new life in you and that there is new motivations uh, for life. And please would you teach us through your word about motivation to work, uh, which honours you and which brings you glory and that reflects what you are like. Uh, So we pray for our children as they start thinking about that. We pray for Nina as she helps them. Uh, We pray for Tom as he comes to speak to us now. Would you speak through him uh, by your spirit? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm going to welcome Tom up to the front um, as the children go off to their groups. Hello, everyone. My name's Tom. I'm a regular here. Sorry. <laughs> Last week I was away with um, another youth club, Rob's Old Church. Uh, it's called Cornerstone in Kingston. Um, that's where I was last week and we had a lot of fun. We um, hope to send our youth there next year as well. Just now that somebody's been there, it's much easier to, to determine whether they'll have fun. No. So, okay. So let's, um, let's pray and then we'll get right into it. Great. Uh, let's pray. Holy Spirit, please work in us uh, to understand and receive this message faithfully that um, we're going to preach about. And please help uh, us all to understand it, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Great. Okay, so, for those of you who may not know, I was a, I was a cadet before I came here. It's not like I talk about it often. <laughs> yeah, no, but I was a cadet before I, I served here. I served with um, the police for six years. And um, within that, there were multiple awards that could be won, and there was lots and lots of accolades to be won within that service. Um, so I went for all of them. I was stepping on everyone, you know, just take, taking other people's places, you know, ma- making sure that everyone recognised it was me doing what I wanted and not what others were imposing on me. All I wanted for these awards was recognition. The recognition of the awards that would get me into the service, that would show that I'm not a waste of time or a waste of investment. And the fact that I wanted everyone to know that it was me who won that award. Upon self-reflection, obviously I realised that um, I was serving men and I was not serving gods within that and I was working harshly for men and not for gods. So in the same way, the slaves or bond servants, if you will, of Colossians at this time uh, wanted the recognition for the work that they were doing and that they, 
and at that time they would have got none or even very little. It, and if it was recognition, it was never good recognition. But Paul here describes that, yes, we are to work for men in this life, but this, is, this part of the letter is an encouragement to Christians to actually, you have a master in another life as well, if you believe, and that master is Jesus, Jesus Christ our King. So uh, my first point, Christians, Christian workers, obey your earthly masters, fearing the Lord's. So what does it mean to work harshly for the Lord? Well, let's dive into what Paul says in here, verse 22. Paul says, uh, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters. It's a bit weird, isn't it? The fact he's addressing slaves first as well at this time, or bond servants first at this time. It was, that was really weird. Why is Paul doing that? It's to show that they too have a master that's more than their master that they're serving. Another way of putting it is, I obey Rob, because it's much easier to do so than not to, really. <laughs> Just for an easy life, if we're honest. <laughs> but Paul says it's the way in which you are to obey. It's the way in which you are to act as a Christian worker. So let's look at that together. Uh, halfway through verse 22, it says, it says, not by way of eye service as people pleasers. So to do things by way of eye service would be to seek recognition in many ways and for the work that you've done or the work that you are going to do. And this would have just, yeah, it makes you seem better than, than you are in many ways. But um, these things are the way of the world and they're not God's ways as we learn. Uh, it's a look at me attitude, a very selfish attitude, an inward looking attitude in which many of us, even us Christians here, even us, we all have it. But would this be the kind of obedience that Paul is looking, is calling for? No, no it wouldn't be. Another way of putting it uh, is like this. It's me saying to Rob, Rob I'm writing out this sermon, I've spent a week on it. Uh, and this would seem like I'm seeking Rob's approval. Well, I am seeking Rob's approval. But um, yeah, and that makes me look good in his eyes. And this is people pleasing. Yeah, I'm pleasing him because I'm doing my work for him to show him that I can do the work. Well then how is their obedience to look different to those of non-Christian people as well? How are they then to work? Well verse, uh, verse 22, with sincerity of heart. Later on in the verses you'll see that it says uh, work heartily for the Lord. Here in verse 24 it says with sincerity of heart. It's the same way just moved around a couple of letters. Why then, why then uh, now are they to work like this? Well, they've had the bad, and the bad is people pleasers sincere, and uh, way of eye service. Well, where's the good? Well, if we look at the last three words of verse 22, it says, fearing the Lord. Well, what is fearing the Lord? Well, in, in the context of Colossians so far, it is that they are now... Uh, they now see him as the one who saves through Jesus. So his opinion is then the one that matters the most. It's not a fear of punishment that Christ or God will dish out to you. No, instead, it's, it's doing what pleases him, making sure that he's, he's better. Knowing that from him, in verse 24, sorry, knowing that their inheritance is from him. 
This will be the rewards that we are to, uh, that we are to receive if we work heartily for fearing the Lord. It is a reason, if you like, a, a definite reason in verse 24 to, to work heartily because it says, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. Your reason to work heartily and to obey is for that inheritance as your reward. Even if no one sees what these slaves would have done at this time or what you do in your workplace, let me assure you, um, and you will receive no recognition for it perhaps, that's just the way of the world at this time. Well, let me encourage you that the Lord sees what you do at your workplace. Christ is fair. Christ is yours and their true master at this time. He knows exactly what they will do and what you will do. And from him, if you believe, from him he will reward you and he rewarded them for their obedience. There is no recognition now, but there will be recognition in heaven. So during the lockdown, I, like many, had to spend a lot of time with my family. And if any of you know my family, that's an incredibly difficult ask. Um, but as, as it is, it was a lockdown, so we had to... Um, we set each other challenges, though, to, to make sure nobody got bored, nobody had any mo motivation to do any work or any coursework or anything. So we started throwing tea bags into cups from about five metres away. We learned how to fold T-shirts in two seconds. We were on TikTok, all of us. Uh, that was quite fun. I'll show you one later. <laughs> yeah, it, and this, would, this was the, so nobody would get bored. And the motivation behind this was that no one would, no one would see it but it was so that we wouldn't get bored. How much greater would our motivation have been if we were serving the Lord and serving Christ rather than serving ourselves? If you remember anything from this passage, remember these six words. You are serving the Lord Christ. You are serving the Lord Christ. So, where are we at so far? I've waffled on for too long. Where are we at so far? So the birds, well... This is how you're not to serve Christ, by way of people pleasing, and by way of eye service, wanting to do the things to please him and please other people and not please God. But the good as well is you are to please God by working harshly for him and fearing the Lord, not fearing men or fearing the punishment, but rather fearing his respect. Fearing he's the one person and the one perspective that you want the most in your life, in your workplace. It's like Christ is looking on you, in on you to check up on you, to make sure that that's what you want to do. Point number two. Christian masters have a master in heaven also. Christian masters have a master in heaven also. So if anyone... If any of you guys here are responsible for employees or workers that work underneath you or beside you, what is your motivation to treat them well? Is it so that they like you and that they actually want to be friends with you by way of eye service and pleasing them? Or is it to serve the Lord through them? Is it to serve the Lord in obeying them and teaching them and admonishing them as we learn in Colossians 3.16? It says in verse 1 of chapter 4, if you look down with me, it says, Masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Well, what is your motivation to treat them well? 
which should be to treat them justly and fairly, because you also have a master in the same way that they do in heaven. And that should be our new motivation as Christians, to treat them well and look after them. We all know of the injustices in the world and in the workplace at the moment. So at this time, in Colossae uh, at this time, it would have been very countercultural within their society to say, uh, yeah, sure, just work for, work for whoever you like. It, there was a lot of abuse within that workplace and uh, yeah, the injustice took place a lot. So Christian masters then should strive to lovingly care for and to treat those who work for them fairly and justly, for they too have a master in heaven. Imagine what it would be like in this world if those workers were Christians hearing this, or if we're Christians and we're hearing this as workers for people who maybe don't believe. It would be a great encouragement to us. It was a great encouragement to these people in Colossae at this time. Masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, as is fitting with the way that they treat you. For you also have a master in heaven. So what does this mean for all of us here? I've spoke for about 10 minutes. What does this all actually mean? Well, if you're a Christian, let me ask you, what will you change about the way that you work this week? The description that we've been hearing about a new master and a new, new worker. And this motivation is true of you, Christian workers. So what difference does this make to you at work? So when you disagree with your boss about pay, about working hours, with time off, not enough resources, bad communication and all the rest, you know? How will your response look different? If you're the one making decisions, how, sorry, how will you respond? If you're the one making decisions about these things, ask yourself the question, is it fair? Is this decision I'm making fair on everyone, on the Christians and on the non-alike? It can and should show that you have a master like Jesus. Our motivation should be to wholly serve our masters, showing them that we have a master who is greater than them also. Christian workers, it is right for you to serve your masters and obey them even when you disagree with them. That's the Christians in the room. For the non-Christians, you may be thinking that in order to get right with God, I've just got to be a better employee, better worker, better employer perhaps. And God will accept you in that way. Well, he won't. Please don't think that this is what the Bible says and this is what God is saying. If we could be good enough on our own, Jesus wouldn't have needed to come and die for us, for our sins on the cross. There is only one way that we can receive the, the promise of eternal life that we read about in verse 24. And that's if we know Jesus. He died so we sinners, he died so we can, we can come first. We need Jesus to save us. And if you, if, you want to be, if you want this to be true of you, then come and see me afterwards and we can, we can pray about these things. Also, if you want to see this in action, little plug for you, Rob, here you go. If you want to see this in action, next weekend we're doing a mark drama over at some of the schools. There'll be, um, there'll be a uh, slide towards the end as well, but that's in action. You'll hear uh, the words that Jesus spoke depicted in a, um, in a play. But as we conclude, let me pray. Let's, let's pray.
Lord God, help us to be obedient uh, to you about our work. And if we don't know you, Lord, please help us to know Jesus in the lead up to Easter. Please help us that in this lead up, Lord, help us to remember that he is the only way that we can be saved. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen.